0: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now we turn to the reading of the Hazard Herald for News of Hazard from Perry County. I'm Lee Townsend. We begin with the online edition dated june thirtieth, twenty twenty two. As a reminder, Radio Eye is a reading service intended for people who are blind or have other disabilities that make it difficult to read printed material. From page one, SOAR Focus Summit Hill promotes entrepreneurship and innovation in hazard by Katie Kelly. In preparation for the upcoming SOAR Summit to be held later this year, Hazard hosted a SOAR Focus Summit presented by Kentucky Power and Kentucky Innovation on June 23rd through 24th. During the SOAR Focus Summit, the City of Hazard hosted more than 300 professionals from across the region to learn about innovation and entrepreneurship. The conference largely took place at Hazard Community and Technical College, but an opening reception was held in downtown Hazard on June 23rd, allowing participants to see the growth of businesses located downtown. Rudy's Bakery, Dragon's Breath Barbecue, and Rollin' Smoke all set up to sell food for the reception. An open mic night was also held at the North Fork Inn, hosted by Jonathan Piercy, Cold Country Candles, Appalachian Apparel Company, Ready, Set, Play, Queen City Records, Red Spotted Newt, Hazard Coffee Company, Appalachian Quilt and Craft and more, Thursdays on the Triangle, and the Perry County Farmer's Market were also open during the reception, demonstrating all the happenings of Hazard. James Cobble, CDFI, Director of Redbud Financial Alternatives, said the event was a successful one. I like it. What I think is great about it is you come to Hazard, you get downtown involved, the businesses downtown stayed open, they bring 37 counties and six states here to Hazard, and Perry County said, Cole, they had a really great setup the entire time. They've had great speakers and a good flow to it, he said. Call attended each day of the SOAR Focus Summit and said he feels the event helped the businesses of hazard to see what it takes to grow and participate in the main SOAR Summit. It gives us an insight of what it takes and what we need to do and work on for lodging, what we need for traffic and transportation, food options. It gives us a great opportunity to know what can happen and what we're capable of, said Caldwell. Colby Hall, Executive Director of SOAR, said in order for Eastern Kentucky to close existing opportunity income gaps, more Eastern Kentuckians need to be part of creating technology that leads to new business formation, growth, and job creation. This summit, he said, will help local communities begin the process of working on these issues. We're here to talk about entrepreneurship and innovation how to cultivate more big ideas, develop more homegrown founders, and increase investment in communities across eastern Kentucky, said Hall. We're here today and tomorrow, June 23rd and 24th, to figure this out together as one united eastern Kentucky region. It's going to take a village, he said, stating that it will take a partnership between local government, schools, health care, and other fields to achieve this goal. The SOAR Summit presented by Appalachian Wireless and the Appalachian Regional Commission will return to Pikeville on October 19th through 20th at the Appalachian Wireless Arena. Kentucky Chamber discusses challenges and goals. Representatives of the Kentucky Chamber of Commerce discuss challenges the state is facing and state goals going forward during the June 21st Hazard Perry County Chamber of Commerce meeting. Amy Cloud, Executive Director of the Kentucky Chamber of Commerce, and Charles All, Senior Policy Analyst for the Kentucky Chamber, attended the event and provided an update to the Hazard Perry County Chamber of Commerce and the community on the Kentucky Chamber's perspective of how the latest legislative session went. All also gave an overview of big bills that were passed or brought up during the legislative session. And discuss challenges the area is facing, including job opportunities, child care, and affordable housing. The legislature said all did a long session and had to go through a redistricting process this year, but still managed to file more than 1,000 pieces of legislation. This, he said, was very significant and demonstrated the success of the session which I believe is a record in terms of the number of pieces of legislation passed in a single season, and they passed a whole bunch of them, said Hall. Fortunately, when all the dust settled, the picture that emerged was a pretty strong one. This was a very successful event from the perspective of the Kentucky business community and for Kentucky. The Chamber of Commerce, he said, also looked at how Kentuckians can save money and identified investment opportunities for the state. One of the ways this is being addressed, said all, is taking a look at taxes. Kentucky's individual income tax is currently 5%, while many surrounding states have much lower individual income taxes, which are some of the most economically harmful taxes, said all. During the session, HB 8 was passed, which puts a process in place to reduce and phase out Kentucky's individual income tax, said all. With this bill, he said, the state must meet certain spending, saving, and revenue goals to trigger a reduction each year. If the state meets the goals in January, the state individual income tax will go to 4.5%. In January 2024, it will go down to 4%, and so on, he said. It's going to be one of those bills that we're going to look at years from now as a landmark moment for reshaping the economy, said Hall. Additionally, he said, the session brought up HB 475, which addresses local taxes and issues with it. Another challenge, the chamber said, they're focusing on is the fact that workforce for the state is low right now and below the national average. All said a lot of factors contribute to this, such as child care and substance abuse. Several bills were passed and introduced during the session to help with those issues, he said. The legislature passed HB 499, which begins to address Kentucky's child care challenges by incentivizing employers to offer child care to employees. If an employer offers child care money, to employees, the state will match the employer's rate, potentially cutting the employee's child care costs in half. This bill, he said, will take effect in July 2023. It's really an innovative thing. No other state is really doing that, said Hall. Another bill that was discussed and expected to help address issues was HB 4, which deals with under unemployment insurance and will tie unemployment benefits to the current economy so they match. All said SB90 will create a program that allows judges to order an evaluation on people arrested on nonviolent drug-related charges so they can be sent to treatment instead of jail. This bill, he said, will be critical in helping communities. The Kentucky Chamber of Commerce said All will continue to focus on workforce challenges, tax reform, and preventing economic recession during the upcoming year. Finally, on page one, City-County Plans Independence Day Celebration. The City of Hazard and Perry County are preparing to host the Kentucky River District's annual 4th of July celebration. This year, the celebration will be held on two days, Friday, July 1, and Monday, July 4, in downtown Hazard. On Friday, July 1, the Queen City Sparkler 5K Walk Run will be held. It will be at the art station in downtown Hazard. Registration will begin at 7 p.m. and the event will begin at 8 p.m. Registration will be $35 and will include an event t-shirt. The celebration will continue on Monday, July 4. From 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., a fish fry will be held at the picnic shelter beside City Hall. The Fourth of July Parade will be held on Main Street at 1 p.m. Following the parade, at 2 p.m., the Freedom Float will be held on the North Fork River, with participants entering behind City Hall. At 7 p.m., the Community Children's Choir will perform at the Amphitheater by City Hall, and Midlife Crisis will perform at 7.45. Fireworks will be held at 9.45 p.m. Second Quilton in the Mountain Shop Hop to be held. From July 8th through 16th, the region's second Quilting in the Mountains Shop Hop will be held as quilting shops from across eastern Kentucky join together to promote their love of quilting. The Quilting in the Mountains Shop Hop is a nine-day event spread over six participating quilt shops. The event's filled with shop giveaways, door prizes, and discounts. During the Shop Hop, each shop will offer unique blocks for sale and will allow hoppers, customers... To complete this year's theme quilt, this year the shop-hop theme is Christmas Traditions. Local author releases new books, addresses human trafficking. In her series, The Reggie Chronicles, author Linda Reese of Bonneman addresses the crime of human trafficking. The Reggie Chronicles began with Reggie Chronicles 1, Heart Girls and continued with Reggie Chronicles 2, Heart of the Matter, which recently launched on June 1. Chronicles will launch with the July 1 launch of Reggie Chronicles 3 Magnolia Blossoms. Reese said she's done extensive research and worked with an FBI agent experienced in fighting the crime of human trafficking to learn intricate details of how human trafficking has become a powerful, extremely lucrative international crime industry, the second most profitable in the world. Here's the editorial from the opinion page, Finding Fun for the Family in past years it was not uncommon to hear people complaining there's nothing to do in hazard for a while that seemed true recently though city and county officials have been working together to ensure that the citizens of hazard and perry county have plenty of opportunities to have fun relax and enjoy life over the past few weeks the city and county have been partnering to hold tgi fridays in the park events at various parks within the county and city. During these events, children have access to inflatables, water slides, a family appropriate movie, and are fed. These events said officials are hoped to promote and provide families more time together and allow them to have fun with free activities. More TGI Fridays in the park events are planned for different parks across the county during the summer, so children in several communities will have the chance to have fun or visit other parts of the county. The Kiss the Goat Trail Race, part of a nationwide event, kicked off in Hazard on June 25th, drawing in participants locally and from surrounding areas. Through this event, tourism got a boost as people from all over got to experience the trails in Perry County Park. The city and county also held the Perry County Fair earlier this month, which gave people another chance to enjoy several free family activities, such as a petting zoo, a stunt show, and more. Thursdays on the Triangle and the farmer's market are also ongoing throughout the summer, giving people an opportunity to mingle with neighbors and local businesses and see the progress made in downtown Hazard. In recent weeks, there's also been multiple arts and theater-centered events held in the community, such as the Peter and Wendy performance and the Summer in the Park production Beauty and the Beast. These events enable a community to come together to support the arts and youth in the area. In July, there will be more events for community members to take advantage of, including the Independence Day celebration, which will include a concert, fish fry, freedom float, parade, 5K, and fireworks, the North Fork Music Fest, a quilt shop hop, and more. Each of these events are expected to bring in the local community as well as people from surrounding areas. The growing partnership between the city and county, local businesses, and organizations and the community has continued to help grow the opportunities for tourism and more in the area. So instead of complaining there's nothing to do or traveling hours away to do something, take advantage of the opportunities here attend one of the community events with your friends or family go hiking at the park trails visit buckhorn lake or shop at some of the local businesses it's good for your community and good for your law the guest column ducks in a row by russ cassida midterm elections are traditionally incredibly contentious and as far as the two major parties are concerned Vital for advancing their platforms in the coming two years and beyond. If your party has the presidency, holding majority in the House and Senate can sometimes give you carte blanche to control the political realities of the United States. If your party doesn't hold the presidency, holding majority in either House, Senate, or both can give you the power to hold the president hostage to your party's political whims. The November elections feature probably one of the most high-stakes midterms in recent memory, with the Democrats approaching two years of being in control, with caveats like Joe Manchin and Kyrsten Sinema, and the Republicans attempting to regain the majorities in hopes of seizing the White House in 2024. Up until June 24th, I would have said without question that the Democrats were headed toward a polling massacre in November, with, as recently as last month, polling indicating that 75% of Americans believing that the country is headed in the wrong direction under President Joe Biden. However, on June 24th, the U.S. Supreme Court sent shockwaves through the country's politics with the decision to overturn, after 50 years, the Roe v. Wade decision, which established a federal right to abortion. Instead, now states will have the final say in abortion law. Will it be enough to save the Democrats, or are the party's polling chances far too much to overcome? I guess that all depends. There's little doubt the Democrats will wield the abortion decision as a rallying point, using it as a whipping post upon which Republican candidates will be tied. The other strategy will be to seize upon Justice Clarence Thomas' concurrent opinion in which he took aim at decisions which established a right to contraception, to homosexual relationships, and homosexual marriage. The strategy on that is to paint a picture of a court which is intent on rolling back rights, possibly even affected by rights not connected to those earlier decisions. Ultimately, however, the Democrats have a big problem. Major issues, such as abortion, tend to enter the mainstream consciousness for only a brief period. Those who strongly believe either way tend to stay on issues like that, but for the general public, day-to-day issues tend to take precedence when they go to the polls. And that's where the democratic weakness lies. If the abortion issue doesn't remain in the consciousness of the general public, then voters are likely to return to the issues dominating the consciousness prior to the Supreme Court's decision, namely the economy and the state of affairs. Let's face it, it doesn't look great for Democrats on the front. Nearly $5 gas, shortage of essential products such as baby formula, and prices of everything rising may end up being much more decisive for many voters, which bodes very ill for Democrats. Can the two sides round up their forces for the big win? The two parties' bases have absolutely been emboldened by recent events, with the hard core on either side having more and more reason by the day to return to the polls. The question mark is and remains the center, the moderates. Which side will persuade them more? Will the Democrat allegations of an encroaching attempt at theocracy hit home in the flyover states or will those voters' bank accounts make their decisions for them? I never make the mistake of assuming I've correctly read the room, but I think it's entirely probable that, in the four months between now and Election Day, the shock and awe of the abortion decision will wane. And that's not how the Democrats win this. Time will tell, however, and there's plenty of shock waves to be felt in the ongoing war that could turn the tide in either direction. Here are the obituaries. Delmar Butler, 66, of Richmond Hill, Georgia, formerly of Perry County, died Sunday, June 19th. Vaughn Hamilton, 69, died Thursday, June 16th. Evelyn Shepard, 90, of Cornettsville, died Wednesday, June 22nd. Janice Devonda Martin Collier, 82, of Hazard, died Monday, June 20th. Waddle Charles Cole, 57 of Hazard, died Wednesday, June 22nd. Wallace Wu Melton, 58 of Viper, died Thursday, June 23rd. Johnny Mitchell State, 76 of Hazard, died Friday, June 24th. And Ruby Mae Couch, 64 of May's Lick, died Saturday, June 25th. LEPC approved iPad purchase for local fire department. During the June 22nd meeting, the local emergency planning committee approved the purchase of a second iPad for another local fire department, continuing the group's plan to purchase iPads for all departments in the city and county. PCFC to use grant to purchase picnic tables and benches for parks. During the special call meeting on June 28th, The Perry County Fiscal Court approved the awarding of a bid for the Crumb Rubber Grant to Champlin Tire Recycling for the purchase of picnic tables and benches. The Perry County Fiscal Court was awarded funding through the Kentucky Energy and Environment Cabinet Division of Waste Management to purchase 12 picnic tables and four park benches. Six picnic tables and two park benches will be purchased for and placed at Eagles Landing Campground and six picnic table and two park benches will be purchased and placed at the Viper Park Development Project. The picnic tables and benches purchased through the program are constructed from recycled tires from the state of Kentucky. The project said BCFC officials utilized 1.61 tons of crumb rubber from recycled tires that could have ended up in landfills. Here are the Independence Day closings. Perry County Courthouse, Hazard City Hall, Perry County Justice Center, Post Office, Banks, and most municipal offices will be closed Monday, July 4th, in observance of Independence Day. The Kiss the Goat Trail Run kicked off at the Perry County Park on June 25th. The hike was roughly 3.77 miles long with a 1,300-foot elevation gain. During the race, event officials said runners spent most of their miles going uphill to reach the high point of Chimney Rock, which overlooks Perry County. At Chimney Rock, participants met and blew a kiss to a goat. Runners started individually one minute apart, making it tricky to know how well they were pacing themselves, said officials. Members of the Hazard Fire Department visited the Save the children's Summer Boost Program at Roy G. Everson Elementary School on June 24th to share firefighting prevention tips and let kids play with the fire truck. Crash leaves Kentucky Power Lineman dead. A vehicle fatality in the Viper community has left one dead recently in Perry County. According to a statement by the Perry County Sheriff's Office at approximately 4 a.m. June 23rd, the PCSO was notified by Perry 911 of a single vehicle crash involving a Kentucky Power Company vehicle on right Fork of Mesa's Creek on Dusty Road. PCSO Sergeant Jesse Day responded to the scene, the statement said, and found that a Kentucky power truck operated by Wallace Melton of Viper had gone over an embankment. The accident resulted in the death of Melton, said the statement. Hazard City Fellows provide internship update. During the June 27th Hazard City Commission meeting, 2022 Hazard Civic Fellows Abigail Stoffel and Hope Holbrook provided the Civic Fellows report updating commissioners and the community on their project progress throughout the internship. One of the projects we've been working on is a river walk in downtown Hazard, said Stoffel. This, she said, is currently focused on downtown Hazard but may have a goal of expanding the river walk later on. The interns said they've been putting together a plan to make the riverwalk happen, including researching costs, working on a budget, looking at the benefits of the riverwalk, and contacting designers for blueprint plans. Eventually, interns said they will begin to apply for grants, securing funding for the project. In addition to the riverwalk, the interns said they've been working with downtown coordinator Bailey Richards in the ongoing discussion of rebranding downtown to connect with other areas, such as lowfare and surrounding areas in the Kentucky River District. This is a big part of connecting these areas and putting together and reshaping what it is, said Stoffel. More internship updates will be provided at later meetings. Couch named the 2023 College Football Hall of Fame ballot. Former University of Kentucky quarterback Tim Couch has been named to the 2023 ballot for induction into the College Football Hall of Fame, and the National Football Foundation and College Hall of Fame announced Monday Couch is one of 80 players and nine coaches from football bowl subdivision and 96 players and 33 coaches from the division ranks. A storied name of the Kentucky program, Couch was the team's quarterback from 1996 to 1998. After giving up his senior season of eligibility, he was drafted as the number one pick by Cleveland in the 1999 NFL Draft. In 1998, the junior quarterback was named the first team All-American and consensus Southeast Conference Player of the Year. PCC opened season versus upstart Buckhorn. Reigning 14th region champion Perry Central is set to open in 2022 boys' high school soccer season versus upstart Buckhorn on Monday, August 8th. The Commodores, under the direction of Coach Ray Fletcher, compiled a 14-6-2 record in the 2021 high school soccer season. Prairie County Central captured the 53rd Region and 14th Region titles in 2021. After outlasting rival Estill County 1-0 in the 14th Region title match, Perry County Central made an appearance in the 2021 KHSAA Boys State Soccer Tournament. Boyd County, the champion of the 16th region, eliminated Perry County from the boys' high school soccer postseason, shutting out the Commodores 3-0. Jarrett Napier has been selected to the 2022 Men's Golf Mid-South Conference Champions of Character team. Napier is a member of the Lindsey Wilson College men's golf team. The MSC recognizes a champion of character team for each championship sport. The student-athletes are honored on the champions of character team, nominated by their coaches based on their leadership on campus and in the community while demonstrating the five core character values of the NAIA. Former Eastern Kentucky University head coach Roy Kidd has been named the 2023 recipient of the AFCA's Amos Alonzo Stagg Award. The award, which honors those whose service has been outstanding in the advancement of the best interests of football, will be presented tonight at an awards luncheon on January 9th. This concludes the reading of the Hazard Herald. Please stay tuned for continued programming. Thank you for joining me, and on behalf of everyone here at Radio I, this is Lee Townsend wishing you a good day. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.